Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and myself wrap up our discussion with Dr. Wade Mobley from the Free Lutheran Bible College and Seminary. Sit back and enjoy. I, I think there's an addiction to, um, to the nature of truth. In, in that being a quasi-battleground. And, and, and think about this, because we're going to round back to what you were talking about with apologetics at the beginning. But you, you have two sides of the issues, whether you call it right or left, blue or red, or whatever the case might be. I think you always end up with false dichotomies looking at it that way. But the, the side that seems to be most opposed to Christianity starts out with science, science, science. Yeah. And then the Christians catch up and say, no, wait, science. And then the side goes, science doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, we, it's, it's in, in literally every hot button pop cultural yeah. issue, whether it's climate change, whether it's LGBTQIA+, whether, you know, pick your issue. There's a pattern going on where we've got the science. No, you don't. That doesn't matter. It's like a cheer. It's like a chant. Yeah, we got science. Yes, we do. We got but, but how you know? Going back to your role, <clears throat> excuse me, as an educator mm-hmm. and as an educational administrator. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Hey, thanks for that, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> but not a real educator, but an educational well, administrator. Well, you, t- yeah. you you both teach and you design programs. Yeah, I, I, I to be fair, I teach a little bit, and I spend a lot of time administrating, which means. To the ministry. Yeah. <laughs> there, there you, you go. go. Nice, right. nice spin. Yeah. What, what does it do, like Brian said, there's an addiction to presenting the truth as a matter of rightness yeah. instead of pre- presenting it as a matter of truth. And, and you, you even have to defini- define rightness. It's my superior, superiority over you rather than correctness, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. How does that impact preparation for engaging the society around us and how does that impact you know releasing people into society prepared you know what i'm you know that's yeah that's uh that that's it's an epistemological crisis (laughs) well and i I think in some ways it's almost unanswerable because each person is so different they come from such a different context that you kind of have to apply it so differently with each individual. Yeah. Okay. So epistemology, as you well know, uh, it's your song. Yeah. So you know the song. Did, well, I, do that, did I do that? Fly. I'm not sure where I've heard it's you. Super yeah, embarrassed. Right. You got to sing. It, you're in you, a recording studio. But if you sing. embarrass it, <laughs> yeah. I would break the equipment. But, but if you embarrass yourself in front of a group of college age students, they remember stuff. And so I made up this little song when my kids were younger because it's really important that three and four year olds understand what epistemology is. <laughs> epistemology is uh, it's how you know what you how know. You know what you okay, know. it's how you know stuff. So what's your epistemology? And what Jason referred to was, and this has been maddening on on COVID nineteen stuff. It's you know you know this guy says blah 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 blah, and the response is but science. And science constantly tries to do um, what it can't do. Mm-hmm. And I'm 
better not go down that route because I could then talk. You'll be a science denier. <laughs> this, well, this would be well, no, not oh. really because I go for two hours on this one. But because my to this day, mm-hmm. I think I have more math and physics on my transcript than theology. Okay, so I, my undergrad was electrical engineering, engineering physics. I love science. Mm-hmm. I I love science. <laughs> I I changed my view from I didn't know what I was at the time. It was I was a theistic evolutionist, uh, and I didn't know what that was. But I figured that must be what I am because I'm a Christian and I believe in evolution. So it must theistic evolution sounds about right. And I I went from that to young Earth creation in. <laughs> two semesters hmm. when I was literally, Wait literally Thanks, Chris Traeger. laughed out of a classroom for asking a question about how we were teaching evolution because we were teaching it in a way that was not technically correct. And the answer was, well, everybody knows that. Okay. And they laughed it out. And so, no, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going, you have to be fundamentally intellectually honest. You, you, you cannot say, well, the scientific principle says this, um, and then not follow it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, the, there was that one. And then I was in a class with um, Dr. Larry, Larry Browning, shout out. Uh, his claim to fame was uh, he was a prophet Marquette, and uh, he uh, was a neighbor to Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he didn't, he didn't know this until he saw his former house in the background of the Man on the Street oh. news oh, scene. Oh, my word. And, and he's like, uh, that's my house. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So what are you like? Yeah, nice guy. <laughs> so we, we know that Jason Goodham's not a serial killer because he's not a no. Yeah. no, no oh, one's no, no one's ever accused me of being a nice guy. It's okay, so he uh, job security. So I have. So, so uh, astro, uh, had an astrophysics class with him, and I had a thermodynamics and statistical mechanics class. We were looking at how the universe holds together, and I remember thinking there. Ain't no way this happened by chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you have people like Stephen Hawking saying, and the late Stephen Hawking saying, we don't need God anymore because we have quantum mechanics. Um, I was in a, I had a modern physics class in 1990, <clears throat> <laughs> 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 And uh, I started, I remember about 10 years ago at uh, Living Word, I was just looking for some, some hobby reading to do. So I pulled out my modern physics textbook, which is what every pastor does. And I started reading it, but I called a buddy of mine and said, well, you know what? I haven't really been involved with this. I got to, I got to figure out what, what's changed. What do I need to know? And he said, because this was probably 12 years after mm-hmm. I'd taken the class. He said, throw your book away. Hmm. That's what he said. So I refuse, even if there's stuff mm-hmm. that I don't understand and that intimidates me and stuff that makes me even shakes my faith. I refuse to give epistemological high ground mm-hmm. to a discipline that can be taught as Absolute God's honest gospel truth, and 12 years later, you throw away the book. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't know stuff, you cannot cede the epistemological high ground mm-hmm. to science in the name of science. Mm-hmm. And experts bluff all the time. Car mechanics do it. Scientists do it. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pastors do it. Mm-hmm. All, the Greek says, you're like, oh, you know, I know, no, that's not, yeah, never mind. It's not worth it. Okay. Um, experts bluff. And especially when they're in the newspaper or the internet, they bluff all the time. Just because you read it doesn't mean it's true. Mm-hmm. And that's where the nature of Christian education, I didn't mean it to be a super broad question on it, but the reality is as someone who's been trained formally 
in Christian apologetics, Christians have sunk to the level of making bad arguments against bad arguments. Oh, yeah, it's the worst. Rather than standing on the truth. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst. A, a bad, so a bad argument, see, a, a bad argument for a right assertion mm-hmm. is probably the worst thing in the world. Give us an example. Uh, okay. Uh, just uh, distance our life. We're on a clock, right? Yeah. You're okay? No, you're we're, okay? No, we're fine. Right. No, we're right. playing. Okay, you're, it's your studio. So, all right. Uh, here's one. Uh, distant starlight is an issue for a young earther. And I'm a young earther. And even as I say that, I feel like I'm making fun of myself. Yeah, because, right. <laughs> okay, I, I think, I think the, the universe, the earth is relatively young. Talking about the age of the universe is a very hard thing to do because you have to, have to ask one fundamental question. And that is, where's the clock? Mm-hmm. Because if the clock is at the edge of the universe, it says, as we understand it so far, we think the clock would say zero. We think that's what it would say. So we don't know. And as Christians, uh, the relationship of God and time is odd. Because God subsumes time. He's transcendent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we look at time differently than a, a big bag cosmologist would. But distant starlight is a problem for us because if it takes, you know, I'm, I'm making this up now, <laughs> if, yeah, 15 million light years, <laughs> that means traveling at the speed of light, mm-hmm. the light takes 15 million years to get here. And we say if the earth is, you know, six to 10,000 years old or something like that, it's really hard to get here in that amount of time. Yeah. Uh, you can't do that. So you, you run you run the stopwatch on it. You say, oh man, it's been going on for 15 million years. So it's at least 15 million years. And I'm making that number up. Yeah. Okay. When I was in college, it, it, the universe was 7 billion years old. And, and now it's like, I don't know, what are we up to now? Like 14 and a half, yeah, something yeah, like that? Yeah. Well, okay, so then, it's growing and, faster and, than the national debt. And it's expanding. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. not that old. Yeah. 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 And it's not just expanding. It's expanding. The rate at which it is expanding is expanding. Yeah. So something doesn't it doesn't hold together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the two competing models of physics disagree with each other. You can't hold them simultaneously, and uh, the the one the one the one model accounts for only fifteen percent of of anticipated matter and energy in the universe. Okay, so an answer that to one. that problem that's bad would be. Uh, oh yeah, good job. <laughs> I, love, I love this stuff. You did. A, you're a professional, Brian. So the. Uh, well, you know, I think the speed of light has decayed over time. It used to move faster. Yeah, that is a bad answer. Really bad answer because it messes with physics and it's just, uh, it's untestable. Isn't and it goes it, against physics. Well, it's just so story. Yeah. And, 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 but if you know a little bit of physics, the one-way speed of light is undefined. So you can't use the one anticipated one-way speed of light to date anything. It's undefined. Yeah. You can't do it. So if you know some of that, uh, and there's other things like uh, the boundary, uh, the um, the background radiation of the of the cosmos is largely uniform. Yeah, shouldn't be. If, if anyway, so long story short, if you know a little bit in your discipline, it's harder for people to bluff you. I know enough physics that it's hard to bluff me. I don't know enough recording engineering to stop <laughs> you from bluffing me. Hmm. So that that's mm-hmm. that's about it. If we try to give them a little sampling of these. things. So another bad answer from a Christian, maybe a Christianese standpoint, is like, well, God's in control. Yeah. And not talk yeah. about it at all. Yeah. 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 Well, it's that that's what accounts for when I started in apologetics, the 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 answer to evolution that Christians have was these are the five Bible verses that disprove evolution. And we did that for 10 years until guys like Stephen Meyer and Michael Behe got on the scene and said, no. You argue against evolution because evolution is bad science. Yep. You do that. That that's the level I'm talking about when we're engaging culture in, in education is 
uh, where are, you know, how are you instilling the sense of being truth tellers into Christians who are interacting with the society instead of giving them canned arguments that in four years are going to be obsolete? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, and especially in, in ethical issues. Remember when embryonic stem cell research was a oh, thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Why is it not a thing anymore? Is it because it was, it's immoral? No, it's because it doesn't work. Yeah. That's a really bad reason to oppose embryonic stem cell research. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now transhumanism is next. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're talking about, pre, uh, so uh, do your uh, preemptive Tommy John surgery. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, a, that's the first step of transhumanism. That's what that is. So, um, so what, what, do you, what is our source of knowledge? Yes, argue against evolution because it's bad science. I believe it is bad science. And I, I appreciate those names you mentioned. They've done a great job with that. But our, our way of knowing is not primarily science. It includes science. And that's where people mess up as Christians. Yeah. God gives us, you know, Romans 6, uh, 1, you, you could do uh, Romans 1, 16 through 18. Uh, this could be uh, your, uh, your exegetical thing that you do. Okay, so how does God, you know, God gives us the gospel, so, so revealed what God, has, mm-hmm. he, what God has said, but he's also given us, you know, how, do, how do they know? Um, he's made it plain to them, his invisible attributes through what has been made visible. So he makes stuff and that teaches us. He gives us natural revelation. He gives us supernatural revelation. The gospel only comes through Mm -hmm. supernatural revelation, Mm -hmm. okay, through Christ. What God made and what God said. And that leads me to the song. It's epistemology, (laughs) it's epistemology, how we know, what we know, look up high, look down low, it's, and there's hand motion, so you, it's epistemology, and there's, there's a second verse, because if you stop there, they, they just, they want more, (laughs) so you do it again, it's epistemology, it's epistemology, who God is, what God did, who, uh, something I can't remember. <laughs> you wrote the song, God man. God yeah, right. <laughs> it's epistemology. But the whole point, the whole point is what God made and what mm-hmm. God said. That's how Christians know. Mm-hmm. The Enlightenment did away with what God said. Mm-hmm. Postmodernism, <laughs> hashtag Gene V. Uh, uh, <laughs> postmodernism also gets rid of what God made. So yeah. the hard sciences are against the social sciences, and we just sit back and do the Michael Jackson eating popcorn uh, yeah, name the meme. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, you can't function in that world. Gene Veith's um, Gene Veith's contribution on some of this that, that people don't talk about in in his book Modern Fascism, he talks a lot about about epistemology in a kind of a backwards way, and he talks about it in in uh, political and societal thought too. Uh, the, 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 you should get him back on and ask him about uh, how political spectrums are not lines. Mm-hmm. They're circles. They're circles. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you talk about that? No, I've, I've heard him talk deal. about yeah, it. I've yeah. heard him say Huge it. Yeah. deal, right? Mm-hmm. So why is it that Stalin and Hitler were polar opposites philosophically, but in practice they looked like identical twins? Person. Yeah. Get, right, so we get, how do you get, you go far enough left, you get right, whatever mm-hmm. that means. And that, that, those are unuseful designations because they come from the mm-hmm. French Revolution. Yeah. So 
how do we know what we know? As Christians, we have to be solid on that. And the best way you can do that is, this sounds like I'm pandering to to my my current audience, but um, (laughs) you preach, teach, and confess the word of God. Mm -hmm. You preach it well. And when you don't know, or when there's a conflict with some other sphere of your life, you say, I don't know, but this stands true. You do not cede any kind of intellectual or epistemological high ground to somebody who disagrees. You keep preaching, teaching, and confessing the word of God. Why? Nobody else has any answer or potential answer for the forgiveness of your sins. Nobody. Nobody mm-hmm. even tries. Yeah. It's how to, how to live better, how to justify yourself. And then vocationally, you apply that in, in every aspect of your life. If you are a physicist, then you better be really mm-hmm. good as a Christian in physics, mm-hmm. and you are then qualified to talk about how these things might work together. My answer on the distant starlight problem, as I talk to people <laughs> about that, is, well, in relativity, which is one of the two competing models, in relativity, what's constant? C or T, you know, the speed of light or time? And they say, well, speed of light. I said, yeah, time is variable in relativity. I think there's, there's something in the way God created the world and everything in it that we just don't understand yet. Mm-hmm. Do you know who agrees with that? Relativity agrees with that. There's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of stuff we don't understand. So why is it that they can say, I don't know, and we can't? Mm. And that in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth is a, is a um, confession of faith. But uh, mm-hmm. once upon a time, all life came from non-life and everything came from nothing. And that's science. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a fairy tale to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, I can't remember which one of the, the major figures in Christian apologetics over the last couple of decades said it, but at some point in time, Christians lost the ability to recognize the burden of proof. And we just accepted it as uh, everyone criticizing Christianity says, you have to demonstrate that. And it used to be that the Christian position would be like, if you're diverging from this position, you have to give us a reason why. And then we just checked our minds at the door and stopped recognizing that. But yeah, well, you don't have to pick every, you don't have to answer every charge, right? So like, like Francis, like homosexuality is the club against Christians right now. Yeah. And I think will be till the Lord returns, frankly. Um, so, okay, so I, let me give you homosexuality. <laughs> They're quite damned, <laughs> even apart from their homosexuality. Mm-hmm. You know, ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever, uh, ever taken something that wasn't yours? Yeah. Ever, uh, ever, ever used the word Lord's name in, a, in an empty manner? Yeah. Have you ever lusted after? I mean, does it, does it matter what gender you're lusting after in the commandment? Uh, it, it, it's kind of silly to jump on all of those things individually. At some point in time, it's like, you know, whatever, where are you going to go when you die? Uh, well, I think when I die, it's just all over. Why do you say that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there, there's the burden of proof. Yeah. Is they, and that, you know what? That's what won me to Christ. It mm. wasn't that mm. I had my questions answered. It's that mm-hmm. God had convinced me through his word, just through regular mm-hmm. faithful ministry of the congregation and my mom who tried her best mm-hmm. when I was a kid to teach me right. Um, I knew that I had sin hmm. and I knew I couldn't do anything about it myself because I tried and I knew that everybody else was telling me it wasn't a big deal or here's how you fix it. And only Jesus was saying, I died mm-hmm. and rose for the forgiveness of your sins. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. 
Yeah, a lot of times asking us questions really get to the heart of it because I think there's a lot of people, including people like Richard Dawkins, who came out of really negative uh, situations from the, from either the church or from their their lives or whatever. And a lot of times people allow their own life situations or life trauma to dictate how they interpret data. And that's really a scary thing. I mean, I see in the church, I see it outside the church. And it's amazing how we end up interpreting truth through our own wounds. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. right? so I think that getting at, at the heart of just loving your neighbor as yourself that way is great. Yep, good. Wade, any any closing thoughts for us? Is uh, you guys are doing a good job with this. Lots, <laughs> a lot of fun. I uh, I will yeah. admit there was a time I didn't listen to your stuff at all because I just needed a break. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, People say that to me all the time. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's the uh, first time listener, no time caller. You know, so I, uh, <laughs> no. But then I, uh, Long time uh, but person. I did. I got. I had a shit. I finished my doctorate, and um, once I got done with the coursework portion of that, congratulations. I had some mental. By the way. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, at uh, Fort, Fort Wayne, uh, not where Flame went. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> he's much cooler than me. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, once I gained some uh, some some space in my head, I started listening, and I love I love what you're doing. And uh, apart from the content, you're good at this too. It's it's well, cool. I like the studio. The production mm-hmm. value is unquestioned, and mm-hmm. uh, and Flame, Gene Veith, James Mallstreet. <laughs> great, <laughs> lots of fun. No, it's we enjoy doing it. It's it's our way of contributing to the whole premise of this interview. Is there mm-hmm. has to be some engagement with the world around us, and it has to be. I think the summary takeaway point that I have from what you were saying, it has to be done on the level of principles. And mm-hmm. if you if you get lost in the woods of specifics, you're just you're going to end up on the wrong end of the forest, or you're going to get devoured. It's, it's, it's way too easy to lose focus that way. If you understand what your foundation is and what your principles are, then that's what you stand on. That's exactly what we're doing on the podcast end of things. And especially when we're going through mm-hmm. the lessons, it's, it's, we found the good theology that each of us has a story about how that impacted our lives. And it's a matter of standing for the truth instead of standing against something else. It's, it's a winsome sort of thing. And you deal with that in education and preparing people mm-hmm. uh, for their futures. And, and we deal with that on the pastoral side of ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think how much easier life and ministry would be, including our own. Um, none of us are immune from this. If we just told the truth, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. ugly as it is. Yeah. And, and so if you think about it, the 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 folly it's, it's it's like hiding yourself it's like Adam hiding himself from God mm-hmm. yeah, Adam where where are you kind of a futile exercise right <laughs> it, it is it, there's nothing or in a Paul David Tripp uh, his uh, his his little line he says there's nothing that can be revealed that the blood of Christ hasn't already paid for mm-hmm. if we can just be honest don't just don't don't lie to your kids mm-hmm. life is hard mm-hmm. maybe age appropriate stuff but don't absolutely lie, don't yep. lie to them don't lie to each other don't we can be wrong all you want all of us can be wrong. But if you just deal honestly with things, even if you don't know, you'll be okay. Yeah, that's lots of fun. I'm gonna. Um, I I thought I'd be doing some of this stuff too hmm. uh, at the at the school. Just having a time mm-hmm. at, at Living Word. Uh, Ryan Egan and I started a. Um, we had a couple piloty kind of things at Taste and See. Got uh, got permission for some bumper music from uh, Bob Coughlin. That was kind of fun. And. Uh, hmm. It's just, it's just, you run out of time to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote, I wrote at Living Word, I wrote a ton. I wrote probably two, 3,000 words a week. And that's what I'll probably use my, um, 
my Concordia time, <laughs> I'll probably <laughs> use it to start writing again. And and you're, it's not like you're trying to give the definitive word on anything, but um, and and this is mm-hmm. this is Al Mohler's contribution too, mm-hmm. the, the 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 daily briefing that yeah. he does and has done since like the mid '80s somehow. I, I don't know how he broadcasts it, but. Um, how do you think through certain things? Mm-hmm. Just how do you frame the conversation? And how you do it as they happen. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a lot easier for, easier for us to think through things that happened two or three years ago mm-hmm. without the noise and without yeah. the, the pressure to respond in the immediate and respond correctly. But thinking through things as they happen, like, again, what we're seeing happening in the communities around us here in Minneapolis— that's a really hard thing for Christians to process. It, it is. It's hard. And if you haven't thought through those things ahead of time, it's really hard. It's re- you can't fix your, your ship when, when the storm's raging already. Uh, and and Al, Al Mohler has done, um, you know, love him or hate him, there's enough, enough of both. But uh, I think he's been really, really helpful to the, to the Christian consciousness through the years. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Baptist, and he's not a Lutheran. Um, you know, I've met him once. I appreciate his ministry. I have a number of uh, close friends who are close friends of his. Okay, here's his annoying thing. That's why you can't all be Al Mohler. It sounds like he's done this elaborate manuscript. Mm-hmm. And th- he's more or less clipping out newspaper mm-hmm. articles. Yeah, and, and riffing. And yes, mm-hmm. like kind of like what we were doing earlier about... Uh, uh, we're making fun of Jason's basketball career or my bad coaching <laughs> or something. But he's talking about, you know, Heady why, topics, so. you know mm-hmm. why we should be aware of what's happening with Hong Kong. How do you know this stuff? Mm. And he just knows this stuff because he's really, really smart and eloquent and, and all that. And, and we don't have to be that. Again, that's, that's mm-hmm. vocational exercise. Shepherd the flock that is among you. Everybody's mm-hmm. got their niche. And I am. I'm going to start doing some writing. Uh, I'll probably leave the co- podcast uh, realm for, for, you, for, uh, for you guys. But how do you, <laughs> how do you think through certain issues? And how, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the questions you're asking me. Mm-hmm. But always from a foundational perspective, start here go anywhere mm-hmm. grounded in God's word. Amen. Cool. Where, where can people find you? Uh, the school on the web, you on the web? Yeah, FLBC, Free Lutheran Bible College dot edu. Uh, seminary link is right on there. You, you can't promote everything, but FLBC dot edu. Uh, on uh, Twitter and Facebook, I think there's an Instagram presence, but I, I don't know how to, my gram game is, it's like, like when, <laughs> I have no idea what to do. I just don't know. They they try to tell me. I don't understand it. Mm, Twitter, yeah. Facebook. I, so Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Wade Mobley uh, or uh, Free Lutheran Bible College. Mm-hmm. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much for yes, being here. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Good time. Great interview. Um, let's close out by reading the scripture as we always do. Second Corinthians chapter four. I thought would be appropriate. Verses seven uh, through ten. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifest in our bodies. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Please join us next time as we continue our discussion on the Lutheran confessions and how they apply to the church and our lives today. God bless you and have a great week.